Karen. I'm Lauren. And this is Downstage Love Podcast, where we talk a little, laugh a lot, know nothing. We know nothing. Lauren, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Karen. How are you? I'm doing okay. <laughs> um, just before we started, we were talking a little bit about... Um, so we record in my office, and I'll post a picture, mm-hmm. but I have a fish tank, and so I like got a little distracted. I was looking at the fish tank, and then I also have another fish tank that I inherited from my niece. Yeah, lots uh, of fish. And I inherited... Her, sna- her snail Cecilia and her fish Harold. And I was telling you, so sorry to <laughs> oh, no. tell you, because you were asking, yeah. Cecilia did not make it. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. <laughs> and so when I texted my niece, I said, I'm so sorry. Uh, Cecilia has passed. Say, and a, say a prayer. I Patron say the music. She just, yeah, she texted me back. She said R.I.P. And then I felt really bad because she literally just gave them to me because she's like, went back to school. She wanted to take them back. And so I was taking care of them, but... I apparently cannot take care of a snail, and so she passed, moved on, and Ashley was very cool about it, though. She was like, it's all good, but then I did feel bad, and I did not tell her this part, so... <laughs> if she <you're> listens. <laughs> oh, so sorry. Um, I did not know what to do. So, Cecile, this, Cecilia, this snail, big. She, like, she was large. pretty big, yeah, yeah. Like, the size of, like, a golf ball. Yeah, I was going to say, golf or bigger, almost, I would bit. say. So, I... Could not, like, flush her down the toilet, which is the normal fish disposal. Um, so I just put her in my garbage. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what else to do with her. Just, just trashed her. I just, I Very just unceremoniously. Her, I, just, I didn't, I feel really bad. Like, here's the thing. If my niece had been home, she would have buried her and, like, made a little gravestone. I have no doubt about that. I... Busy? And, <laughs> and just, that's just not my way, so I honored her. By setting her into my trash and then taking my, <laughs> my trash God. out so she did not have any trash put on top of her. Oh, well, that's kind of you. Sure. You didn't bury her in garbage. The Good. garbage was full and needed to go out anyway. <laughs> Anyhow, um, <laughs> so what we are doing today... I'm so um, excited. I'm doing a deep dive into uh, the musical Bat Boy. Great. So what I have inadvertently done, and I feel very fine about, is the last deep dive I did was on Xanadu. Yeah. I talked a lot about Carrie Butler. Bad Boy is another Carrie Butler vehicle. Cool. What I believe I would like to have happen is for Carrie Butler to listen to our podcast and either comment on it. I mean, let's shoot for the fences and be like, be on our She's podcast. She's on our podcast. Yeah, yeah, Something yeah. like that. But uh, That's I, the goal. I mean this on, like, I'm a huge fan and... Uh, just obviously think she's great. So, um, but Bat Boy also just falls into, you know, one of the things when we do these deep dives, it might be a show that everybody knows, but I think a lot of times it's going to be maybe lesser known shows. So Bat Boy definitely fits that bill. Do you know anything about Bat Boy? I know nothing about Bat Boy except for Carrie Butler. That's, that's all I got. Sure. I know nothing about it. Um, again, when we say we know nothing, this is it. Uh, we know not much. Uh, okay, so what do you think Bat Boy is about? Like, I have zero. You've never seen it, never no. listened to it. I have maybe, like, seen the title once or twice. Sure. And m- what I... As you said, you know Carrie Butler. I, that's it. I have Carrie Butler, and I, I really, like, in my head, it sounds like it's a musical about baseball. Like, it's like... Baseball. <laughs> like, a, ki- a kid is, like the bat boy for like a major league baseball team or maybe a minor league baseball team and he's like so you're thinking more like damn yankees yeah kind of yeah like he's like running around he's like getting these bats and he's like wish i could play someday like something like that yeah Uh, that's what i think it is so you were wrong okay and uh i'm gonna tell you i I, in a respectful way not even close oh good fine
So, yeah. I came to Bat Boy, like, years and years and years ago. This is, like, some high school times, some college times. Uh, and it's one of those things where Bat Boy uh, was a huge thing in society before it was a musical. And so, uh, there used to be a publication called the Weekly World News. And I feel like tabloids are not... Or tabloids is, like, popular. Uh... I don't know. So, okay, it used to be a thing where you would go to check out at the grocery store, and there would, and it's still the case. There's like yeah, magazines and stuff. People and shit. Um, but yeah, you would there'd be like People Magazine and mm-hmm. like Entertainment Weekly and like Better Homes and Garden and you know like Paula Dean would be on the cover or something. Um, and the tabloids used to be a big thing, kind of around there, and they were always kind of known. Um, now I think they're associated with potentially like right wing propaganda, but they Sometimes, always had. Yeah. The biggest tabloids, one of them was the Weekly World News, but one of their biggest stories, like, they always had stuff like alien abduction, woman comes back and, like, left her husband for an alien. Oh, boy. Like, it was always kind of that stuff, and Bat Boy was one of those things. So he was a half man, half boy, half bat, and born, and they had this whole backstory, and it helped them sell hundreds of thousands of papers because people wanted to be like, what is Bat Boy? Let me learn more about this. So that is what... This musical is based on so a a real person, no, no. or they made no, this no, no. up. They did some photoshopping, like that okay, kind got of stuff. It. it was all bullshit. Okay, but that's what it's based on. And if you actually go look at uh, like the musical poster, it's a guy holding like a newspaper with Bat Boy, like it literally says Bat Child Found in Cave. Okay, and that was like based on what the Weekly World News. They like created uh, this story to sell some stuff. Correct. Okay, that was their whole shtick. Weird. So, what little, a time. Listen, which, let's be real, maybe still happening just in a different way. Yeah, uh, so, true. this was one of those things, Bat Boy, uh, Off-Broadway, uh, and then went to West End and all these different places, but uh, premiered in 1997, uh, and then that was kind of, you know, sort of way off Off-Broadway. It was like, it's, you know, out-of-town tryout. Premiered Off-Broadway in March 21st, 2001 at the Union Square Theater, and closed December 2nd, 2001. So it didn't have a really long run, but Off-Broadway sometimes doesn't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not the same as sort of uh, main stage Broadway stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, one of the reasons I picked this uh, is because, obviously, uh, for Carrie Butler, this was, like, one of her <laughs> earliest shows. But it also had some bigger names like Devin May, Caitlin Hopkins, uh, Kathy Breyer. It, it had some names in it that, like, we we would potentially be familiar with now. Okay, so go look up all the production stuff. That's not the exciting things. So essentially, the music is like is really kind of an interesting time, and it's you can tell it's definitely not like full orchestra stuff. It's like very kind of tight and intimate. But we find ourselves in a town in West Virginia, the fictional town of Hope Falls, and love it. Sure, three teenagers that are spelunking. Great to this Wikipedia. Great discover Bat Boy. A deformed humanoid creature. Uh, Bat Boy attacks Ruthie. Ruthie Taylor. This is important because almost everybody in the show is related. Uh, Bat Boy attacks Ruthie and is taken captive by Rick and Ron. So, uh, So much alliteration. They're they're siblings and so then they capture Bat Boy, bring him back to town. Bat Boy, I mean, sorry, Ruthie, who got attacked, is in the hospital. Okay. Bat Boy is given to the sheriff who takes him to the local veterinarian, Dr. Parker. Dr. Parker's wife, Meredith, agrees to take care of him. They literally sing a song called Christian Charity. What? <laughs> sure. Where they're like, this 
yes. based on our religion, we're taking this kid. Yes. Okay. Which, <laughs> friends, I can't, you know, you can make your own connections to today and now. Sure. But a lot of people using Christian charity to do things. To do questionable okay. things. Yeah, that, fine. That's on your own. Work it out. Uh, okay. your research. So you have Dr. Parker, okay. his wife Meredith, Bat Boy, Christians. and their daughter Shelly. And Shelly. And she's a teenage too. Uh, teenager too. So she's a teenager. She's a teenager too. She is a youth. Uh, she is a youth. So at first, she's totally grossed out by Bat Boy. Sure. Because he's a bat. Because he's an effing bat. Half boy. Um, and so she's dating Rick, who is Ruthie's brother. Ruthie's brother. Got it. The R's are together, so that is maybe helpful. I don't know. It is helpful. And they actually uh taunt him, and he's like in a cage, and they taunt him by singing uh. They call him Ugly Boy and then sing a song called What You Want to Do. Um, this upsets, uh, and so actually, Rick starts to come at Bat Boy with a knife. Oh. And actually, Shelly gets mad because it's one thing to be like, You ugly. It's another <laughs> to be like, I'm going to stab you. So she, cut draw, you. she draws the line at just like verbal assault, not real assault. Okay. Psychological torture, fine, but physical torture, forget you. Absolutely. Got it. Okay. So, uh,. Meredith makes Rick leave because Shelly is upset. Shelly pieces out. Meredith comforts Edgar, the bad boy. Okay. Uh, and says a home call in a song called A Home for You. Um oh, meanwhile, nice. dum dum dum, in the town, uh the cattle are being eaten. What? Mysteriously, we don't know why. Um, they're dying inexplicably. Uh, and so when they hear about Bat Boy, they just automatically assume... Oh, he's eating the he's cows. He's eating the cows. Got it. So now the town is like, we're starting to get real, like, pitchfork vibes. The town is like, what's up? This isn't cool. Dr. Parker, the veterinarian, comes home, and he's going to euthanize Edgar oh. because everybody's like, he's got he to die. Um, also, there is a song when they're talking about the cows called Another Dead Cow. Cool. That's that's a good title for a no, song. of course. <laughs> I love it. So, Meredith intervenes and begs her husband not to kill Edgar. Uh, and then, here's a little weird backstory. This show is, should have not been called Bat Boy, it should have been called Bat Shit Crazy. Yeah. So, Meredith and Dr. Parker are also having marital, mar- marital troubles. So, they are like... Of course they are. They're not, they're not connecting in a way they used to. No. And so, when Dr. Parker comes home to say, I'm gonna kill Edgar, Meredith is like, please don't, please don't, and then goes... I'll sleep with you if you don't. Oh, oh no. Which he's like, hooray, my what? marriage is getting better. <laughs> marriage is saved. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. So, correct. I'm not married. I don't know how you solve problems in a marriage. Uh, in my no. experience, not that. Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't give it a shot. Okay, so, meanwhile, there's a lot of meanwhiles. Ruthie is in the hospital. Right? And she, because she got attacked in the beginning of the show. Okay. And she she's is, been there the whole time? She's been there the whole time. Okay. Um, she's delirious from her injuries. Oh, uh, But uh, her mother promises the sheriff, uh, promises Ruthie, because she's like incoherent, she's trying to comfort her. She promises Ruthie that the sheriff is going to kill the bad boy. Oh, boy. Um, or be fired. So that's a whole thing. Um, then we kind of get into a funny, like, um, My Fair Lady uh scenario in which Meredith teaches Edgar manners and etiquette and speech. And so it's a real my fair lady Pygmalion kind of I love it. <laughs> kind of storyline in the middle of this. Yeah. Where we now are civilizing Edgar and he's becoming uh, a member of society cool. and doing all these things. So fun. He gets his high school diploma. Oh uh next the town council 
uh, is like, listen, uh, Dr. Parker, get everybody in your house under control. Uh, we heard Edgar's going to come to this, like, town meeting, the revival meeting. No, thank you. Stop that shit and get it together. So wait, how long, how much time has passed in this, in sure. the My I Fair mean, Lady bit? Because we're, like, we're still in Act 1, so oh, I shit. feel like it's probably like a montage if I had to take a guess. No, just kidding, I've seen it. It's a montage. But in the, sing a song. But like, in the story, how much time, No, like, like a couple days. This all happens He gets his high days. school diploma in a couple days? Equivalency. Oh, so got he it. He gets his GED. Sure. Okay, uh, sorry. Okay, so, I'm back. Uh, Dr. Edgar, uh, sorry, Dr. Parker, though, is like, no, 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 we've trained him we've given him manners and stuff he's cool he can come to the party don't worry uh and they sing christian charity again a reprise mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. once again that has to be your only motivation christian mm-hmm. christianity um cool so edgar now he's you know they've dressed him in clothing he is uh part you know he's partaking in all these things he's he's civilized if you will uh, is like, please, 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 let me go. I just want to go to this revival. Um, and he's like, please, I just, please, please, please. Uh, Meredith is like, okay, you can go. Now Dr. Parker's mad because he was not going to allow Meredith, or he was not going to allow Edgar to go. And so he gets mad at Meredith, and perhaps a reason why their marriage is troubled, he grabs her mm. violently no. and aggressively. And when he does this... Edgar, feeling protective of this lady, who is now like a mother figure to him, attacks Dr. Parker. Oh, boy. Um, Now, when this happens, Meredith, who do we think she runs to, to comfort? She runs to Edgar. She does not run to her husband. She runs to comfort Edgar. Yeah. And Parker is, you know, embarrassed, humiliated. All those things that toxic masculinity has taught us. Yes. So, um, he basically... Uh, because of that, now he realizes that Meredith has chosen Edgar over him. His marriage is over. He starts to taunt Edgar with food and tries to bring back all those feral urges that they have, like, civilized and brought out of him. They stamped him out. Exactly. So he's doing all this. And, uh, basically, Edgar's doing a pretty good job of being like, no, I am not like that anymore. Stay away from me. But, of course... Can't overcome it. Yeah. Uh, Parker, like, I think stabs the rabbit and bleeds and he can't, you know, vampire style, can't overcome it. So... Uh, like you do he, when you're a vampire. Good, sure. good. Uh, when you're a bat, I get when you're a bat. Um, a vampire bat. So, this is the other fun thing. Uh, in a weird moment, this happens, but then Parker goes to the hospital to check on Ruthie, if you remember, our original yeah. victim. Yeah. And kills her. Why? So he can blame what? it on Edgar. Oh my god! Sure, it takes a turn. That is a turn. I mean, it sounds like a dark dark story anyway, it but is, holy it cow. It's very much a dark comedy. Woof. So, uh, he kills uh, Ruthie via lethal injection. Oh my god. And blames Edgar. Blames her death on Edgar. Like, from injuries and stuff. Jeez. I, uh, end of Act 1. What? That was Act 1? Correct. So, oh. we come into Act 2. We are at the Revival Meeting. Reverend Hightower is offering a faith healing, as you do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Meredith, Shelley, Christians. and Edgar arrive, and Edgar volunteers himself to be healed, to go up to this faith healing. Um, the town hates it, right? They're, uh-huh. Christian charity only goes so far. They're not into it. They hate it. They hate it. Um, but he's like, please uh, accept me, and sings a whole song, Let Me Walk Among You. And so this is his, like, 
please, please listen. I'm different now. I can speak. I wear a shirt. Be my I friend. wear clothes. Correct. Be a friend. And so he wins them over. Oh, nice. Sure, because he sang a nice song. Just that's how you win me over. Sure, a nice song. A nice song. That's true. That, I, that's how I win you over. Just a quiet home to my. Children. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, just as the town is like. All right, you okay? Uh oh. Doctor Parker arrives and is like, "Ruthie's dead." Oh my god! Right. So now uh, I was invested he, in Ruthie. I'm really upset. Correct. Right now. So he blames Edgar, and then the town is like, uh, real in a real quick spinny turn, is like, "We hate you again." So they're like, "Group think it's real." Sure. Where they're like, "Oh, we hate you." Um, they attack him, and in the struggle, he attacks Rick Taylor, Ruthie's brother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and. Uh, Dr. Parker offers to help him, and under the pretense of, I'm I'm helping you, I'm gonna patch you up, Uh-oh. kills Rick Taylor. Oh my god. Uh, with another lethal injection, and is like, Edgar, here's another death to blame on Edgar. Oh my god. Um, he obviously runs away, Edgar leaves, uh, because town folk mob time. Sure. Um, pitchforks and oh, whatnot. Jinx. Sure. Uh, I don't think pitchforks, but they obviously get mad. That's the um, idea, though. And they pursue him into, Edgar, into the woods. Edgar has fled to the woods with Shelly and Meredith, and they are like, let's get out of here. Let's go. And so they're like, we're going to move away, and they're going to leave Hope Falls. They're going to be together. Shelly tells Meredith that she's falling in love with Edgar. Which you had to kind of see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The way in which this synopsis does not maybe do it justice you know, it's that old, like, they polished him up a little bit, and now she's like, I'm into it. Yeah, no, no, I, I kind of saw it coming when you were like, well, at first, sure. Shelly was like, gross. And I was like, but next, she's going to be like, yes. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, Shelly tells her mom, I'm, I'm in love with Edgar, and Meredith is, like, repulsed. She is like, gross, gross, gross. This is obviously confusing to Shelly, because she's like, you took him in. Like, yeah. I don't understand. You made him cool and Correct. hot like, or something. She, she thought she would be happy. Uh, the mother is not happy, so Shelly and Edgar run deeper into the woods. And they leave um, Meredith just, like, hanging? Kind of. Oh. Um, sorry. Shelly runs into the woods, finds Edgar. So she meets Edgar, and the two comfort each other. And confess Without their, clothes? Oh, and sorry. And confess their love to each other. And then we have the arrival of the Greek god of nature, Pan. What? <laughs> what? Sure. Wait a minute. We're in West Virginia, and the yeah. Greek god of nature shows up. Why? Yeah, Pan. What up? What? So, Pan arrives to preside over the union of Edgar and Shelley. So, I believe they get, I think he's like married. They get married? Kind of. They're like together, and I believe without clothes. I, I called it. Sure. Uh, and then, so Ron Taylor, the brother to Rick and Ruthie. Oh boy, the only the surviving brother. Right. Okay, great. Um, goes and he's determined Right? He's like, I'm going to kill Edgar to avenge my siblings. Yeah. Uh, Understandable. And you do. Uh, I'd do that for mine. You would do that for yours. For sure. Um, and so he begins to search for the slaughterhouse. He searches in the slaughterhouse by himself. The mob believes the noise coming from the slaughterhouse is Edgar and set it ablaze. Oh, no. And remain. Uh, and it's Mrs. Taylor. <gasps> so in a burn, she's already lost two children. She sets the slaughterhouse on fire. Oh, my God. Killing her last remaining child. Oh, my God. This is so dark. Sure. It, it takes a real turn in this end of the second act. My goodness. Um, so, so much tragedy. Uh, the sheriff, who is kind of the voice of reason through the whole show, you kind of see him. There's spots. There's moments in the beginning and kind of throughout where he's like, everybody calm down. Like, we, yeah. he's not a threat. Everybody be cool. And, of course, this town is just fervent on 
propaganda and lies. We haven't seen that before. What? What's that? Uh, and so he's he asked Doctor Parker. He's like, "Can you help me? You're you're another guy who knows. Like, let's don't get, talk to that guy. Let's be cool." And of course, you're right. Yeah. Parker goes nuts and is like, whips everybody into a frenzy, and they continue to go look for Edgar in a song called "More Blood, Kill the Bat Boy." Mm-hmm. Um, back in the woods, uh, Edgar and Shelley have just. You know, post post. They have had. And <laughs> Pan is gone. They had um, the conversation without sure. clothes, Greg. <laughs> um, but Edgar is hungry for blood. Gross. And is like, Shelly, you have to go. And he's trying to get in a real like classic rom com thing. I feel like, or like vampire situation. Yeah. He's like, you got to go for your own safety. Please leave. And she's like, no. I gotta like stay. You know, whatever. Of course, she's like, no. I'm not gonna go. And what does she do? She dies. No, no. she offers him her, her her own blood, and they sing a song called "Inside Your Heart." Uh, what the hell? However, oh no! Just as Edgar is about to bite into Shelley's arm and suck her blood, Meredith arrives and reveals she is Edgar's mother. What? What? How? Why? This is all at the end of Act 2? Like, so we're, like, about to wrap it up and, like, P.S. another twist. Sure. So, in a fun way, let's review. Uh, so Meredith is actually the mother of the bad boy and Shelly. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. reunion. Gross. <laughs> Very gross. Very gross. Oh, no. Um, we call that incestuous. Sure. Uh, yeah, no. So, obviously, this revelation is, like, a time. Oh. And Edgar runs away in shame, kills a cow. And then goes back to the cave in which he was discovered. Full um, circle. Okay. Uh, he is obviously super upset about Dr. Tr- Parker's betrayal, about uh, Meredith's lies that he has been told. Ooh. And he is like, I'm going to kill the both of them. I've always been uh, like a beast. So now we're like weirdly searching into like some Beauty and the Beast territory. I was going to say, it bit. feels very Beauty and the Beast-esque. Very, very much. And he's like, what up? I'm going to... I'm going to kill these two dum-dums. Uh, also, he sings the, in this song in which he's revealing this called Apology to a Cow. Great. I love that title. Sure. It's, that's wonderful. Uh, the mob... So then we have, in a classic, like, ultimate climax of the show, the mob arrives at the cave, Dr. Parker arrives at the cave, Meredith arrives at the cave. Oh, so many people. Correct. And I, I'm, think, I'm pretty sure Shelley's there, too. Um, and we find out uh, what... Okay, because I got questions about it. You of can't course. just be like, I am your mother, and then Well, he ran away. So, in his own yeah, way, but the audience is, like, left hanging sure. out. I got it. So, know. it is revealed that Edgar is the result of an experiment gone wrong. A young Dr. Parker accidentally spilled a prototype pheromone on Meredith, oh. which caused him to go mad and sexually violate her. <gasps> oh, so, God. Dr. Parker has violated Meredith. As Meredith ran home in tears... The same pheromone also attracted a colony of bats that violated what? her as well. What? What? Who wrote this? Correct. We are, I have some thoughts. Nine months later, what? she gave birth to Shelly and Edgar. They're twins? Yes. Whoa. Well, I guess they're like separate separate embryos when, you know, like two... They're fraternal twins. Sure. I think that's what that is. Uh, nine, uh, sorry, us. I don't repulsed know. Repulsed by the deformed Edgar, Meredith Ooh. asked Dr. Parker to kill him, but he couldn't and instead left him at the mouth of the cave where the bats adopted him. What the fuck? Sure, we're not done. So, we're not done? No, no, no. Oh my uh, god, there's more. Edgar begs Dr. Parker to kill him, but he can't. 
So why he had no problem killing all those other people? Sure. Well, that's like the well, not his son or his like surrogate son. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Edgar. So in when Doctor Parker is like, I won't kill you. Edgar's like, I slept with Shelley. And <laughs> sure. So then, still furious, gross. This is furious and overcome with grief. Doctor Parker. Slits his own throat. What the hell? Causing Edgar to leap upon him and feed. Sure. As you whilst do. Whilst Parker stabs him in the back. Wow. Wow. Meredith tries to intervene, but is stabbed as well. Okay, okay. And the three fall to the ground dead. So Shelly's the only one that makes Shelley's it. Shelly's the only one that makes it. What? In the aftermath, Shelly and the town folks... Uh, Tom Folk reflect on the tale and the lessons they have learned. Oh, God. The end. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry, I need it. I need it. Yeah. So, I'm... it's one of those things where what? it's got... This show is so funny. Music is great. Like, the music is very fun and, and very... Who wrote the music? Uh, music was Lawrence... Music and lyrics, Lawrence O'Keefe. Okay. Uh, in which he so. has done Legally Blonde. Okay. So contemporary-esque uh, style, yes. uh, sure. Heathers, uh, so, you know, he's definitely done a few things yeah. uh, where, I you know, he's, he's, a, he's a recognizable guy. Um, he's also, it's, I mean, Legally Blonde maybe being more known, uh, and Heathers, the musical, being more known. Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's it's one of those things where it's got a lot of elements from classic shows we know, like... My Fair Lady, Chameleon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cinder, you know, that kind of rags to riches kind of thing where we take somebody who, like, is like a street urchin and <laughs> clean them Scruffy. up. Scruffy. Uh, it has a little weird overtones of, like, a Dracula feel to it. It sounded like it. Yes. I mean, Dracula on steroids, I think, but yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, it, a little Beauty and the Beast of, like, she falls in love with him and he's trying to be better, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and then it just goes absolutely bananas at the end. Everybody dies. Yeah. Uh, it's an interesting fuck? thing where Dr. Parker goes on a rampage. Uh, Mrs. Taylor kills her last remaining child. Um, incest. Uh, Lots of incest. like and Bestiality? Rape? Because like, he's a bat also? Yeah. So it is Ugh. a crazy, crazy show. A fun thing is, obviously it's not done. It never made it to Broadway or anything like that. This, is, ha- this show in particular has such a cult following that colleges do it all the time like think it's a very good college show i can see it i can yeah. see it because like colleges like to be edgy yeah you get yeah. a little racy and like ooh, whatever yeah um okay i see that sure yep yep uh it's like one of those things too like i don't know it's just such a crazy it's just such a crazy time um I, what i said before it was originally written for a five-piece band Guitar, two keyboards, bass oh, cool. drums. Love that. So it's like very, very stripped down in a way that I think is very cool. Other uh, iterations would include seven more instruments, oh, but cool. it's rock. There's like a rap in the middle, a horror film, a horror film, a horror movie film score, and then a little bit of an opera. Um, and it's a cast of ten. Oh wow, that's so all. It's really, really small, um, which I think is probably why it, you know, it does probably pretty well. Um, it was. It won the awards for Best Off-Broadway Musical, uh, including the Lucille Lortel Award, two Richard Rogers Awards from the American Academy of Arts and Letters, and the Outer Critics Circle Award in 2001. And, like I said, it has just gone on to... Here's the thing. It's very smart in a way that touches upon 
all those things. Like, it has a real societal commentary on Christian charity and Mm. what does it mean? What does that mean? And we're only so accepting if we can change somebody to fit what we believe they should be. Um, Yep. I think some of it gets a little overshadowed by the end. Sure. But... That's a big ending to just, like, drop in the last 20 minutes of the show. in a fun way in which you're like, wait a minute, what is happening? They're chasing him? Okay, wait a minute, what? Uh, And obviously, the idea that... The idea that they're siblings, I think, is the other... That's hard to get around. There's a lot. Sure, when you're just like, all right... No, All I right. think, yeah. Here's the thing. The murder didn't bother me that much. I mean, it did, weirdly, but, like, yeah. Parker's murdering the kids was like, oh, well, all right, not great, but there it is. And then it was, like, incest, rape, and bestiality all in, like, ten minutes, and I was like, whoa! No, that was the funny thing, too, is it starts off, it really does start off as kind of like, um, like a My Fair Lady, right? Where you're, like, they're taking in this person who's obviously, like, crazy they're civilizing him. They're reintroducing him to society. And you kind of think that's where it's going to go. <laughs> like, maybe the happy ending version of this story is he, like, marries Shelley. And, and they're not like, siblings, and that's yeah, fine. And they, yeah, sure. They're not siblings. You still, again, are faced with, like, a little bit of a bestiality question in which uh, also then you're like, so she was attacked and uh, raped by bats? Like, sure. gang raped by bats. Like, sure. What? <laughs> so just, like... Of time. Oh, man. Uh, this was, uh, this so in, in our quest for Carrie Butler, um, she plays Shelly in the show, and this was kind of her her role right before she was in Hairspray. So, Got it. Okay. Uh, it was kind of the precursor to that, and she'd obviously been doing other things and been on Broadway previously, but this was kind of uh, the role right before it. And, I, and it's an interesting thing to look at because, like I said, it's been done regionally and college-wise all the time. It's just a really popular show in that way. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, let's see. Well, and also, the thing that sort of ended this show and that potentially it would have maybe had a longer run is September 11th happened midway. Okay, yeah. And so, you know, if they, they opened in March uh, and then you, you start getting momentum kind of through the summer mm-hmm. and then they were sort of getting into that fall season September 11th happened, yeah. and they just, they, they couldn't recover. And uh, Butler has been said and quoted, um, the show had a fanatical following, but Butler noted, we were really building an audience before September 11th, and after that we never recovered. People didn't want to go out at all, let alone downtown, yeah. and it closed in December. So yeah. kind of a, you know, understandable why it didn't maybe go, but also understandable that it would continue to have this cult following. Um, and it just reminds me a lot of those shows that, you know, you're never. You might see on Broadway, or it didn't run very long, but that still they still get done all the time. Yeah. Because of that cult following, Heather's kind of reminds me, and it's funny because O'Keefe wrote both. Yeah. Heather's is another one of those shows where it's got a little niche cult following. Of it does. People who love it, but it's never going to be. You know, it's never going to open on Broadway full. No, and well, Heather's is weird because the original movie is so weird, and well, that has its own cult following. Yeah. 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 And it, because I think it's so heckin' strange. Yep. Um, but I think the only reason for me that I enjoy Heather's is because of the music. Yeah. Because the story itself yep. is like, what the fuck? So. Uh, that was, once again, uh, as previously discussed in a previous time, 
the 1980s, that was a teen <laughs> comedy, was Heathers. Heathers! Blowing up the school. So when Spoiler you, alert. Again, look at people who grew up, who are my age, that grew up with that kind of entertainment. We did not have... Listen, uh, I will tell you, I just recently uh, watched the remake of, He's, of She's All That, that is on Netflix with Addison Rae. Okay. And it is not great. It's a sad time. But I'm going to tell you, in a way in which... It's so light and cream puffy and like, oh, she's lost followers, sand, you know, yeah. that kind of stuff. I'm going to tell, again, my teenage time was Heather's <laughs> in which she is dealing with murders, blowing up the school. And I understand we're in a different time now. Fake can't suicide, yeah. But I'm going to say those were the types of movies that were geared toward teens when I was in high school. That's a good and point, like, yeah. yo, that's what's up. So... <laughs> I'm just saying, this to me is kind of a weird, funny throwback also to a time where, like, the Weekly World News and all those tabloids truly were flying off shelves in grocery stores all around, you know, the flyover states and things like that, and it was just a really popular thing where people gravitated toward this type of, like, sensationalized storytelling Mm -hmm. uh, that was, like, you believed you didn't believe i mean i don't know if i ever was like yeah and where did this happen <laughs> bad boy like, is real well and they were always those types of stories like baby found living with wolves or like bat boy raised by bats yeah aliens have come it was always those types of things so always like a weird kind of moment um dig it i dig but, it i mean it obviously deals the show deals with serious things hypocrisy mm-hmm. uh, acceptance forgiveness racism revenge scapegoating yeah uh i mean it is it really is and then uh it has a million like allusions to the bible where they truly they quote different things from the bible and it, re- it begins you know act two starts with a revival meeting like an old timey yeah. christian revival meeting of like the devil will leave you walk and then you know those kind of I, I mean i don't know enough about it but i'll say probably charlatans who were pulling people on stage and you know here's the thing yeah yeah yeah. those people still exist and they still are have a huge following and again do your own research on this and and this is obviously just my opinion and, and all that stuff so take it with a grain of salt but that still exists in which people want to have that feeling of like the belonging and all those things and yeah uh you know feel those things and how quickly and this show i think despite being written i mean this is 20 years old now 20 plus years old it's one of those things where it still is like a prevalent thing of how quickly a mob can turn oh yeah and you see and they do a really good job in the show where they're like we accept you we don't accept i mean and yeah like a switch those people go without forming their own opinions, without taking into their own, you know, thoughts and feelings about something and just going with whatever the frenzy is. And that is, you know, that's that's something to think about. Oh, we and see it like every day. Sure, it's a it scary is. thing. It's well, like that's what it is. Every so, day. you know, without getting too serious because we're, we're trying to keep things light, but it's it's one of those things where this show, for being 20 years old and not being able to predict the future and like what's happening now, still very prevalent and Mm -hmm. i think still a random thing that we should still be thinking about now uh and you know and all those things uh i love carrie butler in this uh just again uh carrie butler if you're listening get in touch get in touch but you know it's one of those things where it was one of her earlier shows but you could even see then you know she's kind of a standout in it and 
it, you, it makes sense why she's had the career that she's had. Devin May, same thing. Uh, you know, you have you have some greats in there where um, it just makes sense who was in this and who where it would go. Caitlin Hopkins is another like Broadway legend, mm-hmm. uh, and so it kind of again, it's one of those things that probably if they'd had another little couple months, it would have struck gold and maybe done more. But it's one of those uh, to me. This is theater has so many little different intricacies yeah where you have like your big shows that are 100 percent meant for um families and they're well known you know you have the your mary butts poppins. and seats shows your butts and seats shows yeah. you have mary poppins and you have lion king and you have naming disney shows but even phantom sound has music been, yeah sound music phantom has been running for 30-ish years a million now. years probably sure uh, yeah you have these shows but there are these weird little shows that get made and get produced and are just tremendous and mm-hmm. and have this life you know this longevity where it's still living on and being done in different places uh, I think that is really cool and to tell a story where you know at its surface it's like an absurd nonsense time uh, where you're like what what I mean you said what so many times is where you yeah just, because every time it you was like, insane comfortable, you're like what is happening so you know you have that. But then when you start to pick it apart a little bit, it's such a smart show. So I cool. really, I think there's, um, the soundtrack is for sure available. Okay. Go out, Check listen it out. to it. It's a super fun listen. It does hit a bunch of different genres. Uh, and it's like a bunch of powerhouses. And um, that's done sometimes in the style, depending on, you know, some of the songs are toward revival. Some of them, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's just, it's really good. And if you have a chance to see this near you, if it's being produced, uh, check your local colleges. I think. Check I all the colleges. No, I think like Western or U of M or somebody, some big Michigan school just did the show. Okay. Uh, in the last year or so. So uh, look it up. But yeah, it's, uh, oh, it's crazy. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. crazy. Um, Amazing. It starts immediately with an attack. Uh-huh. Several people die. The body count in this show... is high. ...is very high. Uh, including cows. I mean, come on. Cows are targeted and discriminated against, potentially. These poor cows. He does sing that song, though. Apology. Apology. Well, the, I think I... One of the things that we... In the plot, we kind of glossed over a little mm-hmm. bit, is he does end up eating a cow at some point. He does. Um, so, which I thought was interesting. Um, but we don't know if he was the perpetrator of the previous dead cows. Oh, that's a good point, because I was going to ask that yeah. as a follow-up, was like, what was the original issue with the cows? Because they, in my head, he's living in the cage in the vet's house, so why, so it can't be him, because he's sitting in the cage. Correct. So who, what's up with the cows then? Well, and the funny thing is, this show preponders a whole bunch of uh, suspects where, like, honestly, is it Dr. Parker? He's crazy and just killing people left, right, and center. So who knows? Do you think Dr. Parker, and this just is something that came into my head literally just now, is maybe a nod to Dracula and Jonathan Harker's character? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think so. I mean, that's what's interesting is, in a very clever way, they have weaved and taken from, I mean, all shows do this now, and you can trace it back to... Here's the original source material that is now the rubric and the, you know, the cookie cutter for all the shows that have come, or all the movies that have come after it. But yeah, it's it's such a smart way in which they've taken elements, I think, from all these other shows, and but made a very unique... Crazy. Uh, crazy time. <laughs> Situation. And so I think that's one of the cool things, and it's it's 
like I said, it's a fun show. I had not, like, we were talking about what shows we wanted to deep dive. And, um, of course, on my quest of Carrie Butler, I just looked up Carrie Butler's work. But, um... <laughs> this is how we choose our this episodes. Is choose, <laughs> this is the funny thing. So, when it came out in 2001, I was a sophomore in college. And I remember hearing about it. And mm-hmm. that's when I started listening to it. It was, like, my college years. So, I don't know what it feels like to come to this show as, like, a grown-up or as, like, sure. an adolescent. But, like, for the age that I was, You 19, were, like, into it. It's yeah, crazy. it was, like, yeah. just the right kind of crazy that you're feeling. And also, you know, it's it's learning, you know, in the beginning. Shelly's kind of the one who has maybe the most, <laughs> the most journey, even more so than Edgar. Because in the beginning, she's, like, making fun of him, but she understands that's not right. But is going along with the town and her yeah. boyfriend and until the knife comes things. out, fine. Yeah, and she and she really has to sort of figure out, uh, like what does that look like, and has to form her own opinions. But then the minute she's like, "I love him," her mom is like, "No, wait, stop." No, <laughs> it doesn't say why. I mean, this is the thing: is like it's such a confusing time, and I feel like uh, maybe I'm making it deeper than it is. That's a fun time, but like. It is a thing where you're just trying to figure stuff out and are met with all these things where you're like, I got it figured out. Nope. No, you don't. Nope, I don't. Yeah. I'm in love with this person. Who's my brother? Please don't be in love hey. with that person. Yeah. Uh, so, like, it's just an interesting time for her, I think, as a character. And she, it's it's worth noting, too, that she is the only one left standing at the end. Yeah. So, she has to take from the, you know, her parents are dead. Her brother. It's a lot of trauma. Her lover is also dead. Ugh. You know, um, and then... It just, but it keeps it from getting too crazy. Where, oh, Pan is here. Yeah, what the? Listen, that one, that one threw me. Sure, maybe more than some of the other. Not that's not true. The other stuff threw me also. That's maybe my favorite part. But Pan, just like hello, and you're just like sure, we're accepting into our reality. Here we are. uh, This mythical god deity from another culture. (laughs) Yeah, no problem. Uh, Here in West Virginia. Yeah. The very think, Christian town. Well, of it. and it's fun too that it's set in West Virginia. I think that's kind of telling where they obviously the story is not being set in like an urban mm-hmm. or a metropolis. Mm-hmm. It's set in that rural area and, <laughs> where and nobody of, really knows what's going on. Correct. Sorry if well, you live in a rural area. I mean, we live. I lived in a rural area, so I get it, and it makes sense. So, uh, just all those things to kind of think about. Where again, potentially have made this more deeper than it is. That's uh, called more deep than being it. Is, a, English teacher. Let's be honest. Like, sure, sure the Scarlet Letter. Let's talk about no, all the I, deepness. No, but I hate that. I'm gonna be honest. There's sometimes I like. I where thought you were gonna be like, "This is it." No, no, I hate that. And I'm gonna tell you, when I was in college, um, we had an author come to campus, and she's well known and very renowned, and it was awesome. She gave a talk, and every single pretentious liberal arts English major was in that audience, ready to ask questions. And somebody raised their hand, and they were like, um, yes, in Chapter 4, uh, the main character puts on a red shoe. And I just was wondering, like, what's the symbolism to the red shoe? <laughs> like, what did, was that part of her anger? And literally, this author did my favorite thing, and she goes, just like a red shoe, thought it matched the outfit I was describing. No symbolism. <laughs> the shoe was red. The shoe was red. And you could see that poor, and I, I feel bad, because that person who was asking was like, oh, okay, thank you, and then sat down, but... Like, that was awesome, and that's sometimes how I feel like. Sometimes we try to make something out of nothing, but I do think that this show will be in the middle somewhere. It's not a red shoe, but it's also not not a red shoe. So it's yeah, whatever it's not arbitrary. in the of that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that is Bat Boy the musical. Amazing. How many bats are you giving it? Um, I have to give it, I'm going to say I give it 
four. Okay. Because I really do enjoy the music. An extra, it, it probably would get a three, but an extra bat for Carrie Butler. Always, uh, yeah. So I'm going to say zero to five bats, zero being um, uh, finding out your lover is also your twin brother, five bats being you made it to the end of the story alive when everyone else has died, I'm going to say four. I'll give it a four bats. Okay. All right. Four bats. Check okay. it out. All right. So... Uh, if you guys get a chance, we'd love to hear if you've seen Bat Boy, you've been in Bat Boy. Oh, tell us about uh, that. Listen, you went and listened to the soundtrack based on my uh, recommendation, and you are like, you are wrong. It's not good. <laughs> it's or weird. you're like, this is great. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on all the social media places at uh, Downstage Left PC. Uh, if you would like to send us a longer form and really tell us what you think about this or how you agree or how you love a red shoe, I don't know, uh, you can hit us up at downstageleftpc at gmail.com. Yeah. Uh, we also have a website. We have a website, downstageleftpodcast.com, um, where you can send in your listener submissions for all the crazy questions we want to hear about. Or just like if you have like a crazy story, we want to hear about that. Because I love, I love theater stories. The best. We would love to get to a point where we would love to share your stories that have happened to you. Yeah. This is a perfect example. If you were in Bat Boy and you had a lot of thoughts and feelings about this story in particular, let us know. Tell us about it. I need to know. I need to know. Great. So I'm going to say exit pursued, pursued by Bat. <laughs>